Hi, and welcome to the Time for Your Health podcast with me, Lewis Pierce, and my co-host, Matthew Long. In today's episode, myself and Matt discuss habits with a primary focus on eating habits and why they can be the reason you put on weight, but more importantly, the reason you keep sabotaging your weight loss. Today, we help you identify any eating habits that don't serve you and your goals and how you can address and change them accordingly. Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about bad eating habits and interventions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand the mic over to Mr. Matthew Long to start the ground, start the ground, get the ball rolling. That'll do. It is still early. So yeah, Matt, over to you, mate. Bad eating habits. Yeah, well, habits like um, like uh, most things in life, can be good or bad habits. And uh, when it comes to eating, we do develop a lot of bad habits. Um, uh, things that we get uh, instilled into us as children, like you've got to clear your plate. Um, you know, you, you hear your mother or parent saying to you, you know, you've got to eat it all because there's starving children in Africa. Well, the consequences of you clearing your plate will not affect the children in Africa one, one iota. Um, so... You know, these things, we just get bred into us and we beca- it becomes a habit. We, we almost hear that voice in the back of the head, you know, I've got to clear the plate. Uh, you know, I've got to eat it all. And, uh, but what we've got to do is just reframe that, change that way of thinking uh, with all our habits, uh, certainly with food. Um, so what you could just remind yourself is, oh, well, if I'm full, then I don't need to clear my plate. The waste on your plate is going to end up in the same place well, maybe slightly differently in location. But either you eat it, you put more weight on, so you have more fat, and the next day, of course, you're gonna everything you don't need is gonna go down the toilet. If you decide to leave it and you put it in the bin, it still ends up as waste. But you've missed out the middleman and you haven't put extra inches around your waist. So realizing that not clearing your plate is acceptable, listening to your body when you're full is a very easy start to reprogramming your brain and your approach to your meals. Wouldn't you agree, Lewis? 100%, mate. So it might start. sound a bit crude talking about waste going down the toilet and whatever, but uh, I think it's when you look at it objectively like that, it becomes so obvious yeah. that you're thinking, why have I been forced to clear a plate all my life? Absolutely yeah. pointless. It's like a lot of the mums that I work with, they are put on a lot of weight because they clear their kids' plates for them. <laughs> yes. Ah, I remember doing that as a, as a father myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not going to eat that? I'll eat it then. Finishing off the plate. You don't know? want to put it in the bin. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like you said, mate, it's a case of do you want to put food that they don't want to eat in the bin or do you want to eat it and get fat? Exactly. Full Either known. way, it ends up as waste, whether yeah. it goes down the toilet or in the bin. You know, and it's not going to affect children in Africa. There, yeah. is no, there is no butterfly effect with you not clearing your pallet. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think... You know, what, what can save is you not buying too much food in the first place. And that's yeah. your wallet. So yeah. let's waste. Yeah. I, the girls that, that I work with, they all get recipes. As you know, anyway, they get a recipe book every single month. When they join, they get like over 200 recipes. 
And when you actually plan and prepare, not necessarily prepare, but at least plan meals in advance, go to the, go shopping with a list based on meals that you are planning on having. You buy less and you waste less. Absolutely. Just by being a little bit more organized. And you save money as well. Look, I have, I have people that literally half their food bill just because they go to the to the shop with a plan and what the buying. Yeah, rather than just buying what's on special offer, buying what's uh, you know easily available, you know, because that kind of food, you know, you end up throwing it away because you don't eat it. Yeah. So yeah, planning for sure is a great way of uh, not only saving money, but also saving your waistline. Yeah. So it's safe to say that um, overeating can stem from your upbringing, cognitive parts. Absolutely. Yeah, we get programmed as children to yeah. clear your plate. When you've got small children, uh, you know, we're talking like three and under, you give them a food, food they, they eat their, their main course and they clear their plate because they're hungry, not because you've told them to. You then give them their favourite pudding and halfway through eating their favourite pudding, they stop eating it because they're full because they're still in communication with their stomach and they listen to the stomach and it tells them they're full. They're not eating it because they like it. They're not eating it because it tastes nice. They're eating it because they're hungry. And when they stop being hungry, they stop eating. And then what do we do as parents? And we're all guilty of it. We go, Cole, you need to finish your pudding. Otherwise you won't get one next time. <laughs> we say stupid things like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and you wonder why children get obese as well. Uh, and at the end of the day, the only person to blame for my personal opinion, the only person to blame for childhood obesity is the, is the parent. Because you're buying the food, you're creating the food, you're creating the scenario that makes them eat the wrong food or too much. Yeah. Uh, that might sound harsh, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I do, I do agree. End of the day, when, when babies are babies, and I say they're breastfeeding or whatever, or bottle feeding doesn't really matter, it's they only suck on the teat until they're hungry, until they're full. Absolutely. Just because they're now eating solids doesn't mean that they're automatically going to have a massive appetite. Like with Evelyn, she's two and a half now. She'll have maybe two, three days where she will eat me out of house and home. <laughs> Gross, but. in the fridge, clearing the plate. Like yesterday, lunchtime, normally I'll make, make her a wrap for lunch, you know, a bit of cucumber, some ham cheese, all that sort of thing. I'll give her one wrap. She'll eat one wrap be fine yesterday she had two wraps for lunch and i was like all right if you're hungry you can have it and then in for dinner i made her um, like a chicken and potato bake thing she ate none of it she just <laughs> wasn't hungry yeah because she she was hungry at lunch she'd eaten a, eaten a fill yeah. and then she wasn't she wasn't hungry in the evening and that's something as we grow up we sort of lose connection with is uh, listening to our stomach yeah. You know, if we just slow down, and there's plenty of things we can do to help us re-communicate with our stomach. Slow down your eating. Um, you know, pause between mouthfuls. There's various theories on, you know, you should chew your food 20 times. I can't be asked to count how many times I chew my food. I enjoy the flavor, and I focus on the taste, and focus on, you know, how I'm eating it. And I, I'm being an ex-squaddy, we always seem to cram our food down our throats as fast as possible. And I've had to consciously make an effort to slow down. Uh, ways you can do that on your own. You may not want to do this when you're in public. You can eat in front of a mirror. When you start watching yourself eat, you're like, you 
twat, Thank what you. are you doing? <laughs> Look how fast you're shoveling that in. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, I mean, you won't necessarily do that in public, stare at yourself while you're eating. Um, but, you know, you can see you, your own bad eating habits when you, when you eat in front of a mirror. When you are out and about, rather than watching how you eat, watch all the fatties eating. Watch all these fat people shoveling cakes in their face. And you're watching them thinking, you're not helping yourself. And then you watch them finish their plate, clear it all up, lick their plate clean. <laughs> and then they get up and waddle out. You have a choice. Do you want to carry on like that? Do you want to be like them? Or do you want change? And you, you know, people watching, we lo everyone loves people watching. And you can sit when you're out having a, a you know, a, a, a nice skinny latte or whatever, and watch people in these coffee shops shoveling biscuits down their throat, things like that. I mean, something we, we need to ask ourselves every time we go and have something to eat is, do we actually need it? Or are we just wanting it? You know, and if we don't need it and we just want it, then don't eat it. You just have to be blunt with yourself. Do I need it or am I just wanting it? You know, am I thirsty? That's another good question to ask yourself. You know, okay, I feel like I want something to eat, but am I just thirsty? I'll have a glass of water and I'll come back in five minutes. If after five minutes after drinking a glass of water, I'm still feeling like I need something to eat, then have something to eat because you are probably hungry. But, you know, just put little interventions in that will make you stop and think about how you're going to, or what you're eating and how you're going to eat it. Uh, and like I say, planning your foods is a, a great way of making sure you, you eat healthy and you save money because there's less waste. Yeah. Just sit down on a Sunday, plan your meals and get the list of ingredients. Save money, have the ingredients that you need in, you'll be able to eat healthier. And the, something that's worth thinking about, right, and this is what I've been starting to say recently to my, to my clients is honour the hunger, yeah? Mm. If you're hungry, eat. If you're not hungry, don't eat. Yeah? Yeah. So I set them a calorie goal. I set them a calorie target, a daily calorie target to hit, right? But then I also t I give them a weekly target, which is basically all seven days out of that, yeah? And then they'll, they'll find that then some days they may be hundreds under. But then some days they may just be absolutely starving and be hundreds over. But over the average, they're in a calorie deficit over the week. But that's fluctuated day to day depending on how they feel. And obviously... It's going to be mostly women listening to this podcast. You got your hormonal cycle, right? Which I want to just touch on quickly is your hormonal cycle is going to impact how hungry you are. It's going to impact how much you want to eat, cravings, everything like that. When you're in the second half of your cycle, I won't go too in depth into this. I'll just quickly touch on it. But you might as well now that we're there. Second half of your cycle, so weeks three and four, that's when your body is craving carbohydrates. Yeah, it's feeling lethargic, it's feeling bloated, it's feeling all blur, and it just wants carbs to for energy and to just feel better, comforting, get that happy hormone going, yeah, because you're hating life at the minute as you're about to come onto your period. So it, don't beat yourself up during those two weeks if you're hungrier, yeah? You've got to get away from this whole, like I said, honor, if you honor the hunger, you won't go far wrong, yeah? Don't beat yourself up if you're craving food, yeah? Like Matt said quickly just then, 
have a glass of water. If you're still hungry, you probably are actually hungry. So but be sensible with what you what you've eaten. Yeah, plan your food in advance. You've got healthier stuff, lower calorie stuff in the house to satisfy that hunger. And then when you're not hungry, just don't eat for the sake of it. Yeah, first two weeks of the cycle, you'll be less hungry, you'll have more energy. So consider eating less on average. Then in the second half of your cycle, when you're going to be hungrier, look at maybe bumping calories up to maintenance. Yeah, and giving yourself a little bit more to play with. You may not lose weight over those two weeks, but you won't murder your husband because you're friggin' starving. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Eat less in the first two weeks. Some people may not have massively crazy cravings for their hormonal cycle. Some do badly. So if you don't, then just eat the same every day. Yeah. And just honor the hunger. If you're someone that and gets cravings really bad around ovulation or around the time when you're about to come on or whatever, get in touch with your body. Look at the patterns of when you're hungrier and just, like I said, honor the hunger, depending on how you feel, and just be sensible. Anything to add, Matt? <laughs> no, it's, it's like I say, I mean, understanding why we do things is like when you're stressed and you get sugary and fatty food cravings. You know, that's just a natural. Um, reaction from your cortisol uh, increase and uh, understanding why we have these cravings understanding why we we need our own little interventions and in this can just help us cope with it a lot better because we can then recognize it when it happens um, one thing we can also do when it comes to eating food is just to remind ourselves why we want to lose weight you know what incentive is it that we we started this journey for being you know becoming healthy or whatever and uh, you might have two or three reasons a lot of people might say health as a generalization yeah you're going to get healthier uh, some people might have a particular reason like they've got an event where they want to fit into a particular item of clothing okay so if you remind yourselves of these incentives write them down put them in your phone whatever and uh, when you've started to think oh, you know it's getting close to meal time what am I going to eat? Am I just going to go to the cupboard and grab something out? Remind yourself of the incentives of why you started the journey in the first place. What are your goals? What is it you want to achieve? And if you can remind yourself of those, and I said the best way to do is write, actually honestly sit down and write them down on what you really want to achieve. Uh, why you're doing it uh, will be a, a big one. It might be because you want to be able to play with your grandchildren when they eventually appear in 15, 20, 30 years time. You know, you don't want to be a, a big big fatty grandparent <laughs> you can't you can't walk down the park with them because it's too uncomfortable and run out of breath you know you want to be a, a slim sexy silverhead grandparent who's going to be able to play with grandchildren in the future because you know that if you don't make changes now it just gets harder and harder as life goes on so make the changes now remind yourself of why you're going on the journey uh, you use whatever interventions you need. If you do have a goal of, say, a wedding, and you want to get into a wedding dress, or you're going to a wedding, you want to get into a particular outfit, then get that outfit, buy it in the size you want to be wearing it in. Also, give yourself a decent timeline on an average of uh, losing two pounds a month, uh, two pounds a week, even healthy two pounds a week. Give yourself a, a decent timeline uh, to achieve that weight, that goal, and hang that item of clothing up where you can see it every day you know remind yourself put it in your dining room where you're going to be sitting eating put it in the room where your tv is 
remind yourself of what you're trying to achieve. And you're just going to start programming that incentive into your brain so it becomes almost your obsession. Not obsession about food, but obsession about how you're going to achieve the goal that you want to get to, whether that be for weight loss, health, whatever. You know, just focus on the good things. Yeah. Come obsessed about food. We do need to plan. We do need to achieve certain things with it, but become obsessed with what you're trying to achieve and why you're trying to achieve it. That's the good thing to focus on. And you'll get there. It'll become easy because you're focusing on a positive rather than a negative. Yeah. So you touched a little bit there on goal setting. I did, yes. Yeah. Something that I see a lot of is unrealistic goals. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll say, okay, what's your goal? Oh, I want to lose a stone. I'm going to hold it in a month. Like, good effing luck, mate. Yeah. That's going to lead to a poor relationship with food, bad eating habits, but not overeating. The opposite. Restriction. And then that's going to lead to binging. Yeah. You've got to find the happy middle ground, which provides you with consistency, happiness, and isn't obsessive and just downright bonkers. Yeah. Something I find as well with the, the goal setting is we, like I say, we, go, we set our goals too high sometimes. We need to be honest and sensible about it. But if we fall off the wagon and we have a bad meal, quite often we tell ourselves, oh, I'll start again on Monday. You know, it's only Thursday. I'll wait till after the weekend. Why wait all weekend when you can do it on your next meal? You know, there's, there should be no timeline of when I'm going to restart my diet. There should be no timeline of when I'm going to start eating healthy again. Every time you have a, a bad meal, the next meal can be a good meal. You know, whether it happens once or twice a week, doesn't really matter. Um, but we need to just recognize we've had a bad meal and insist that our next meal is going to be a healthy one. And then we can compensate the calories against what we've just eaten. So, you know, we can, uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, an afterthought. You know, we uh, decided, uh, you know, for whatever reason, we've had a bad meal. It might be that you went around a friend's house and they suddenly invited you to dinner and you didn't want to say no. And you end up having what they're eating and it's not really compliant with what you're trying to achieve. So you just got to remind yourself, okay, draw a line under that. I'll make sure I eat twice as healthy tomorrow. Uh, not starving, but make sure you eat all the right foods so you get back into a deficit. Uh, but of course, if you know you're going out, You've got a birthday coming up or someone else's birthday coming up and you're going out for a meal. Of course, then you can bank your deficit calories prior to going out. And then you can just go out and enjoy yourself. If you know you're five, six, seven hundred calories down before you go out for your meal, you can go out and enjoy yourself and you can still be in a deficit. Or you don't completely overboard, uh, you know, and you, you can uh, you can then go out and not worry about it and have a good time. Yeah. But it's all about, as Lewis said, planning. Um, setting your goals sensibly um, having incentives for these goals is is paramount for your psychology behind it and you can just keep reminding yourself of your incentives the reason why you're doing it and uh, whether that's a short-term goal medium-term goal or long-term goal personally I like to plan all three short-term goal might be I've got a wedding to go to and I need to get back into my seat medium-term goal might be well after I've been to the wedding another couple of months later I'm going on holiday so I want to be able to feel comfortable when I'm sunbathing on the beach. Long-term goal is, yeah, when my children eventually have children, 
I want to be able to go and play with my grandchildren, be physically fit enough to uh, enjoy walking around the park with them, walking through the woods, showing them nature, you know, passing on my knowledge and experience for my, uh, my whole life, uh, rather than being out of breath, struggling, and just watching them run away in the distance. You know, I want to be able to interact and take a, a take, be a part of their lives, not be sat on the sidelines, sat in a big comfy chair, puffing and puffing that I'm too fat to get up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I get the guys are welcome to do is two, two types of goals, right? So you create a vision, yeah, a vision, which is kind of complete. That's not related to fat loss, really. It's more related to your life, yeah. How do you want your life to look five, ten years from now? You know, do you want to have confidence, full of energy? Do you want to have your own business? Do you want to have a, I don't know, if you're single, do you want to be married or whatever, you know? Have a vision, right? Write it down, like Matt said. And that vision can change anytime, and it probably will change as your values develop and you grow as an individual. You, where you want to be, where you want your life to go will, will change. And that's fine. That, the, your vision can change, but have one, yeah? And then it's about having more short-term fat loss goals, depending on what your fat loss, how much fat you've got to lose, obviously. But look at a 12-month goal. Set a 12-month goal, a realistic one. If you're, if you're aiming for one pound fat loss a week, yeah, that is achievable by anyone. Yeah, because you'll have some weeks where you lose two or three, some weeks where you lose none, some weeks where you put a little bit on. So if you aim for one pound a week, yeah, which technically means you can lose 52 pounds a year. Yeah, have a goal. 52 pounds in a year. Have a goal. That's a small child, Lewis. Yeah, and have a goal of, <laughs> have a goal of 26 in six months and have a goal of, um, you know, 12 in, in 90 days. Yeah. And if I, you have, like you say, if you have a bad week, don't worry about it because you can, like you say, you'll have weeks where you lose two or three pounds and then a week where you'll lose none. So, but when you, if you start your goal setting on a particular date, you can look back at that date and see how much you've lost on average each week rather than just focusing on a single week. If yeah. you just focus on that single week, that'll become your negative thing that you'll link to. Whereas if you focus on the whole picture, look outside the boundaries of what your, uh, uh, of your weight loss, then you can look at it as a, as a big picture. You go, well, actually I've been on this plan, this program using this app now for 10 weeks and I've still lost 10 pounds. Okay, but last week I didn't lose any. So that's fine, you still lost 10 pounds. Because quite often when we first start um, on a, uh, a, a change journey where we change our eating habits, and that's what it comes down to. It's not a diet as such. We're just changing the way we approach food and the way we eat. Uh, and it is a lifestyle change and it becomes easier the more you do it. But when you first start, you'll probably find that you go over, over the top and like you say, first couple of weeks, you might lose three or four pounds a week. That's not sustainable. That's just because you've made a sudden change. But then you need to compromise with it, adjust it, so you can still be in a deficit, but not a massive deficit, because otherwise you spend half the time feeling hungry. And, uh, and then you're more likely to binge eat, make mistakes, and then decide that you're not going to start again until Monday. <laughs> yeah. But I always believe draw a line under any mistake and correct it on the next one. Don't make the same mistake again on the next meal. Yeah. Just don't be desperate. Yeah. Don't be desperate for fat loss results because when you're desperate, that's when you make dumb decisions. That's when you start cutting calories, upping cardio, 
restricting yourself, binging, and not making any progress at all. So just exercise some self-control when it comes to everything. Yeah, make this. I use a, a bit of um, I use similar imagination techniques when I'm using hypnotherapy to help people make the right choices, and that's what it comes down to: make the right choices. And I take them on a visual journey while they're in hypnosis to uh, look at themselves in the future if they don't make changes. So they carry on eating anything they want to eat. They carry on not exercising. They carry on drinking, carry on smoking, whatever it is we're trying to focus on. And uh, just imagine what you're going to look like in 15 years' time if you're still putting on two or three pounds a month. 15 years' time, you're going to be 30-plus stone. Imagine what you're going to be like in 40 years' time when you're laid up in a hospital with, on a ventilator because you're too fat to breathe. Imagine what that would feel like then when you're lying in that bed in hospital and your children walk in to come to see you because you can't leave the hospital, you're too fat. So your children come in to see you. Imagine what the looks on their faces would be as they look at you in shock, horror, scared, frightened, disappointed, tears rolling down their faces. And they're looking at you knowing that you made yourself like that. That they're probably going to lose you very soon because your heart's going to give up. You're too fat for surgery. They won't put you under anaesthetic because you're too fat. Too much strain on your heart. And the only person that can change that is, is you. So you could decide now, rather than following that path, you're going to start making the better decisions, the right decisions. Decide to meal plan. Decide to do a little bit more exercise. Now, exercise doesn't mean going down the gym. It might just be a five-minute walk in the morning, five-minute walk in the afternoon. And then as you get fitter and healthier, you can extend that to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And you might just extend it by a few minutes each week. But over a year, you're going to find yourself doing an hour's walking every day. And you're going to feel a lot better for it. And then, like I said, it's, it's sensible targets, sensible planning. But if you make all those right choices now, you make all those right choices today, you can be healthier, you can be slimmer, you can be sexier, you can be fitter, you're going to fit into the clothes without feeling like they're going to burst. You can buy new clothes. We all like buying new clothes, especially when they're nice and comfortable. And you're going, go past the aisle that you used to go to, the size, larger size. And you're going down to the, the, the aisle where the, the thinner sizes are. And it's great for your self-esteem, great, great for your confidence. You know, be a slimmer, conf, more confident, more sexy person. It just feels great. So we've got to focus on what, so what our incentives are. You know, do we carry on making those bad choices, knowing that it's just going to lead to you getting fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter? Or are we going to make the right choices going down the path the harder path, quite often, of being a slimmer, healthier, more organized person. You know, and that will, you know, mental health, physical health, everything will come together. Because you know, your confidence will get, will increase as you lose weight. You'll, you'll feel uh, much better about yourself. You know, you'll feel less lethargic. You'll feel more energetic. And all these things will tie into your mental as health as well as your physical health. But we just got to... We've got to focus on what we really want. Work out what our real incentives are for, you know, wanting a, a, a better lifestyle. And once you've got that incentive, you can use that as a hook, as an anchor, 
every time you're making these decisions of what you're going to eat. Am I going to plan today or not? Now I can't be bothered planning. Well, you know what's going to happen then. <laughs> yeah. But if you think, well, I, you know, I know I want to lose weight. I know I want to be healthier. I know I want to fit into that dress for a wedding. Whatever it is, remind yourself the incentive. The only way you're going to get there is by making the right choices. Anything to add, Lewis? I've just waffled on there. <laughs> yeah, it's just about, well, just to sum things up, what we've kind of covered in a nutshell, you've got to set realistic goals, pound a week, yeah? You've also got to have a reason why. You've got to have a vision. You've got to have a reason why you're making these changes that are going to get you out of bed. Wanting to look good in a bikini is not going to get you out of bed in the morning. It's not going to have you planning your meals on a Sunday. But a reason why of you want to set a good example to your children so that they don't grow up with bad eating habits and overweight and unhappy, or you want to be still around in 20 years' time to see your grandkids grow up, or you want to walk in door down the aisle or whatever, those are reasons why that you need to highlight. And then when you highlight those, that's when you start making the Yeah. And then it just comes down to plan ahead. Yeah, get a grip of your life. Stop muddling through life and actually plan your weeks to some degree. And then just, you know, damage limitation with your nutrition, planning ahead with your lifestyle. If you don't plan ahead, because it's the last minute thing, then do some damage limitation afterwards, eat a little bit less in the, f in the few days after an event or whatever, or you can just get over it and draw a line under it and move on. I mean, it's just about small changes that you can be consistent with. Consistency is king, as you said. And it, it, it's probably also worth going back to what we actually started this conversation with, which is the bad eating habits, is look at the emotional and psychological triggers that are causing you to have a bad relationship with food. So that can be stress, it can be being raised to clear your plate and still wanting to eat clear your plate. And for a lot of people that I work with, stress is a, is a massive reason why they overeat. So look at what's stressing you out, yeah? And look at the way that you're dealing with these stressful situations. We did a previous podcast on stress. I think we even did it last week, I think. Previous episode was on stress, I think, or maybe the one before. Go back and listen to them. If you haven't listened to them already. If you can address your stress and your, your attitude to life and the way that you process what's going on around you, it makes weight mass, a massive amount easier. Just being in more control of the way that you think and the way that you think. Makes everything in your life easier. Yeah, rather than just being a slave to everybody else's opinions and actions and getting triggered all the time, get a grip on what you want, focus on what you need to do to get there, and just do it. Yeah, yeah and we, you got to remind, remind yourself that the way we react to other people is our choice. You know, if we, if we decide that something that somebody's doing is upsetting you, the only person that is allowing that to happen is you. You know, you just got to reframe it in your mind. Think, well, well, you know, I understand maybe why they're doing that, why they're saying that, what they're doing, what's going on. Um, but it doesn't need to upset you. It doesn't need to make you comfy. You know, you, you have that choice. And it's realizing that choice, realizing you have that choice and making the right choice. That's a, a good step forward. We covered a lot today. And hopefully you guys listening, ladies listening, took something away from it. Yeah, you can maybe realize that yeah, you've got uh, an issue with food that needs to be addressed. And if you want a bit of help addressing 
food, addressing what we've discussed today. Matthew, where can they find you? I am uh, at uh, www.mlmindthebody.co.uk. Cool. And if you want to chat with me, it's lewis at lewisps.com. Just drop me an email. I check me emails every day, multiple times, so I will get back to you. That's it. Matthew, great chat today. Yep. Awesome, Enjoyed it. Awesome. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.